Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Our next guest, Victor Marks, is a Marine veteran and co-founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Victor's been on missionary trips to Israel helping the children and women and families there that have been traumatized by the terror attacks that were committed by Hamas. Now, before Victor joins us once again, I want you all to watch this video that he recently posted to Instagram that discusses what he saw, but more importantly, the warning he's sending to all of us of what's to come if we don't eradicate this type of evil from the planet. Watch. I can tell y'all right now, it's worse, I keep saying it, and it's worse than anybody can imagine. And I actually have raw footage taken from Hamas fighters uh, that they were gonna celebrate back home. But, you know, thank God justice happened quickly for them. They were killed. Uh, I don't understand in America why people are waving flags or anywhere in the world. Palestinian flags. I, I, I love Palestinians. My life has proved it. My work with their children has proved it. But this, unless you're waving one flag for Palestine people and another that renounces Hamas, you are considered a terrorist sympathizer to me and many others. And, um, I, I, I tell you what, it's going to happen to America, and it's not going to stop in Israel. Evil, this type of evil, won't stop until it's absolutely eradicated. Man, when will America wake up? When will we wake up? Joining us now, and I am so excited to have him back on the program, our good pal, Victor Marks. Victor, first and foremost, um, everybody in your crew, your family, your wife, everyone okay after this latest trip abroad? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, everybody's safe and sound. We actually made it back to the States and we are uh, refitting, refurbishing, uh, and getting ready for our next trip. So talk to me about this one, and then I want to get into everything that's going on in the Middle East from this latest conflict, but also a bit on what's been happening to our troops with the 27, 28 different attacks on them, and then all these different factions of jihadists coming together to bear down on Israel, because there was news earlier today that more of these terror groups, and now even some state-run groups, are joining forces to fight against Israel, and you know what that means, fight against us. But let's take a step back. Talk to me about when you geared up and when you want, and then we're going to talk about the things you saw. Well, Dan, I had an SF buddy uh, contact me as soon as things clocked off and said, Victor, are you bringing a team in because of the specific work we do, high risk, uh, to help children, women who are affected by terrorism? And I said, well, you know, it requires me getting an invitation, an official invitation uh, from the country of origin and access and placement. Uh, and I said, if that happens, then, you know, we'll go. So we started praying, and within 72 hours, all of that was done. And I said, okay, I guess we're going. So we jocked up and got our gear, took a small team in. We considered it more of a reconnaissance 
mission, but it turned into, you know, active humanitarian care and also encouraging the troops who are fighting Hamas. So this is what I want to say, and you know, it's the IDF, Special Forces Troops. This is far worse than anyone can imagine. What we saw, and for 20 years I've been dealing with, you know, horrific things. We still have a home in Iraq. We do missions in Iraq and Syria all the time. But I will tell you, nothing can compare to what we saw on the ground with the kibbutz, the communities that were attacked by Hamas. And um, I asked, I asked key people, Americans want to know how. How could this happen? Y'all are Israel, for goodness sake. Y'all prepare for this. And you know, the number one, the number one response, they said, we've underestimated our enemy. Yeah, they did on that day. That's for sure, October 7th. I mean, people didn't realize that instead of just lobbing the rockets or a couple of people infiltrating <clears throat> their cities and then finding a weapon, this was very well orchestrated and thought out. I mean, think about it, using those hang gliders and whatnot, because they were like, how do we avoid the Iron Dome firing at us? We can't use modern, normal aircraft or things that are going to get detected by radar. I mean, who came up with that? And then to, to battery ram that northern part of the wall that is barely a wall, really, with bulldozers and shoot out the cameras, shoot up the staff there, kill all them to then come through, it was smart. And there's no way it was just a couple Hamas fighters who put this all together. What are you no, hearing the, when you were over there? Yeah, from the intel guys and the people on the ground who got attacked and survived, this was a well-thought-out planned attack. And let me put in perspective for people. You're in San Diego. Yep. What happened to Israel on the border of Gaza with these communities that were set up? Uh, each community, say it's 100 homes, they only had 10 rifles each with about 50 um, rounds of ammunition per rifle. That's what they prepared for. But what happened was 2,500 fighters overwhelmed them mm -hmm. with, and they, they had the gear to jam cell signals. So they were able to overwhelm them and without hardly any resistance, just start wholesale slaughtering women and children, kidnapping. And the very, the hand gliders you spoke about, the paragliders, I was there in that festival area to see what had happened. And there were still booby traps and bodies were still being found. This was a massacre. Well, the only way I can put it in context for, say, California or the U.S., it'd be like if 2,500 fighters came through the Mexican border in Tijuana and stormed with all great gear, trucks, the right weaponry, RPGs, everything they needed, and had a very specific list of key families and their children that need to be killed or captured. Mm. And they killed 35,000 people in Southern California, from San Diego up to Orange County. That's the equivalent of what happened on October 7th. Yeah, horrible. Uh, in your video, I understand that you were privy to see some of that body cam footage because, grotesquely enough, the Hamas terrorist either wore body cams or had video cams to document what they were doing so they could go back and celebrate with the rest of their horrible, evil jihadists. Obviously, thank goodness for IDF soldiers and just for regular folks who fought back and killed some of these bastards, we were able to get that footage. You actually got to witness some of that footage. 
Describe what I, you saw. I, well, we do. And again, it's um, I can't post it on social media. We'd be banned. But if people contact us, if people really want to see this unedited raw footage, we'll send it to them because, you know, the Palestinian or the Hamas supporters or sympathizers keep saying it's all a lie. These people weren't killed. Where are the bodies? I've seen them. I've watched people be beheaded with a hoe and and while they're alive, it, it, babies. I've, I have personally, I told my wife today, the boots I wore over there, I will never put on again, Dan, because I stepped, I stepped in so much blood mm. in so many houses where kids were killed. And then, you know, I, I walked across a bunch of dead Hamas fighters and rubble, which was a little bit of ease to the pain, but Again, I've dealt with ISIS for years. We've been inside ISIS camps. We've rescued women and children. We hunt pedophiles here in the U.S. and overseas. I've never seen anything on the scale of just massive demonic butchery is, is what I did. I bet. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I would air it. I mean, there might be some way we have to censor, but listen, here's my whole take on this situation, Victor. There's so much misinformation. There's so many lies being told here on the homeland, not just over in the Middle East. So many lies here. There's so many yeah. professors that have convinced thousands, if not millions, of young Americans to hate Jews and hate Israel. You see what's going on in the streets of New York, in Chicago, at Cornell, at NYU, at Harvard. You've seen it. You know what the hell's going on here at home. If they could yeah. see these images, maybe, just maybe, they'd realize they're on the wrong side of history. Well, I believe there are a lot of ignorant people. Yeah. And I give, I give it to young kids in college. They just they want to be part of something. I get that. And then I think they're, you know, willfully ignorant people who hate, uh, who hate Israel. This isn't so much about being pro-Palestinian as it is ultimately being hateful and anti-Semitic. That's the truth. And then there's that third group that they're either terrorist sympathizers or they're terrorists themselves. And I would, I, I've been giving a warning, brother. I've been telling Americans. You get ready. It's not if, but when. Yes. There, there are, there are so many nefarious characters. Listen, I, I got a friend in the room right here at the studio, and he was listening on a conversation what I had with a a, a buddy, a friend of mine who is in high level government meetings the last three days, where, you, you know, it's in a lockdown, SIF, uh, where. They are having the conversations about what they believe is going to happen in America. And it's of urgency. Of course it is. That attacks are evident. The, the FBI director, happen. who I don't trust, but I will agree with, you heard what Christopher Ray said yesterday yeah. when the senators held him to task and said, hey, the southern border's a mess. How many people have you and the Biden regime let in? Mayorkas didn't know the answer. Ray don't know the answer. But at least Ray said... Um, it's not just if, it's when. He believes there's yeah. actors here. We're going to have a terror attack. You can't allow in, what, eight and a half to 10 million people Joe's let in in the last two and a half years of this regime, alleged presidency, and think that out of 10 million people, when we know they're coming from the Middle East and China and God knows where else, that we're not going to have an attack similar to what happened. They don't have to break through a border. They're already among us. 
Let's well, talk about, I, Victor, real quick, yeah. what's happening with our troops. You served, I served. You have all your contacts with special forces, I'm, I'm sure, still. 28 different attacks launched on our boys and girls at our bases in Iraq and Syria. And this is whether it's the Houthis teaming up with the extreme jihadists that are backed by Iran or it's Hamas backed by Iran or the Syrian Hezbollah. There's so many, I can't keep track of them. I just wanted to get your take as a vet and as the Middle East is starting to ignite once again, especially since we had peace for four years under the previous guy in the White House. Yeah, well, I'd say, you know, we still, my wife and I and our organizations have a safe house in Iraq. Uh, we frequent there and we're doing activity inside the country in northern Iraq and, and Syria. And even when we're there, there's still rocket attacks. Uh, the, the, the base that's supposedly empty, but it has some American personnel uh, over in Baghdad, it's still being attacked. And the commanding general asked me, he said, Victor, would you please tell people we're still under attack? But listen to me. It's not by little rockets that Gaza's, the, the Hamas is firing. We're talking literally cruise-level missiles that are being fired on this base. And without the defense system, the, the, so many would be killed. So I would say this, because of the Biden administration and policies that have been chosen, there's no fear. There's no respect of America's might. And I'm going to say something that's going to make people uncomfortable, but this is the truth. By all means. At the highest levels. American officials who are in the know and doing the deal from the DOD and every aspect, they will not, they want to not engage Iran or components of China because they know the moment that clacks off, that's going to be the indicator for all these cells in America mm. to start. They're, wait, they're drawing us in. I said that, I believe it. They're trying to draw America into this fight so they, they can are. justify attacking us, not just over there, but here at home. Victor, thank you so much for coming on the program. You're welcome, man. Appreciate you, brother. Th th this is what needs to be said, and I'm so glad that you go out and do what you do and you say what needs to be said. Thank you, yep. Victor. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.